Hey everybody, it's Ethan McKinley and welcome to the Two Minute Terminator. It is episode 56 of Terminator Genesis and I'm back and full of beans and full of pep and uh, we're not going to have the, like, the, 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 uh, the lame duck uh, of a presenter that I was uh, yesterday. I apologise, I hadn't done it for a while. I was trying to figure out the equipment and the internet signal was dropping out. Anyway, we're back. My I'm still scared. Is strong. My internet is strong. Ellie's scared. How are you doing, Ellie? <laughs> I'm scared that the internet's going to drop out. Let's hope let's it doesn't. Positive. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's, yeah, Ethan, what is this show all about? Uh, we break down the Terminator films two minutes at a time. So uh, we're on episode 56, as I said, and we are uh, an hour and 12 minutes to an hour and 14 minutes. The two minutes bridging that gap into the climactic final run of Terminator Genesis, a film that was meant to restart a franchise, but actually killed it. Uh, as we discussed in the last episode, though, there could be light at the end of the tunnel, which of course is music to Ellie's ears. There might be another Terminator film at the helmed, or at least produced, uh, by James Cameron, who will get the rights back in 2019. <sighs> Ethan. Yeah. Hit the music. Yeah, I think this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. Howdy, stranger. Don't say howdy, stranger, to me. You didn't do the fourth. Thank God. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh, what a great opener. I quite like that. Uh, yes, <laughs> I did. Well, it was well done. We, yes! we, we were kind of in sync, I think, because the internet signals kind of got us both in real time. So we're like, hey, how are you? We go, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, yes. Do it while we can. So yeah, uh, episode 56, and we're going from minutes 112 to 114, and uh, basically, ow, it starts basically. with John Connor being torn apart in the uh, in the space-time continuum as he gets uh, ripped oh, to shreds in the pre-exploding <laughs> tactical time weapon which destroys the Skynet building in a lovely domino effect, and then, uh, by the, we'll get to that by the way. Uh, and it ends, of course, with uh, John Connor looking into the eyes of a uh, the, the, one of the most lyrically and delicately featured women who have ever graced the face of the earth. Uh, Sarah Connor Oof. herself. Why have I forgotten her name, Ellie? What's Amelia her name? Clark. Amelia Clark. Uh, How could you forget that name? Just gorgeous. You've even met her. Uh, <laughs> she's really hot <laughs> in real life, though. I don't know. Yeah? Yeah, they've just gone for this, like, mattified foundation and face in this. I don't know. I know you can't wear makeup if you're the future mother of uh, the resistance leader that's going to save the future, but come I think, on. I think, she's, I think she's thinner now. Maybe that's why you think she's hotter. Yeah, unless the sunlight is just hitting her chest and it's giving her a nice sharp jawline. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Amelia. Come on, don't hit me. Or throw a drink over me at don't uh, hit Matthew, me. Matthew Freud's house. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, <laughs> The first note I have on this particular two minutes... Well, the first note you had for this episode was, Ethan, can I skip this episode? <laughs> Absolutely nothing happens. I've got nothing to say. So let's try and make well, 20 no, minutes. We um, we see John Connor in his anticlimactic end, I think. I'm assuming this is how it, he dies. Uh, and I swear to God, you see an eye pop because you see him kind of completely disintegrate. Mm. And the very last moment, I swear you see an eye pop. Did you see an eye pop? What's an eye pop? Is that like an eye hop? No, his eye pops. <laughs> uh, it doesn't pop. 
basically his face slowly strips back on one side in particular revealing the kind of orbit of an eyeball and then kind of like the front layer of cross it the eye itself kind of like flies off and behind it is just like a circular ring that that's attached to so it kind of like his entire face kind of like strips slowly backwards into the skull and then of course as it gets to the other side uh i guess the half orbit of the eye kind of tears off the I love how much uh, detail you're going into about this eye just popping. I'm doing it freeze frame. I'm trying to make time. Come on. (laughs) Trying to make time. Oh, okay. I'm Um, making time. (laughs) So this is uh, essentially the end of Skynet. Is that is is this Skynet dying? Is this Skynet being terminated now? It is. Yes. This is the central hub uh, by which Skynet is kind of uh, being birthed into existence before it kind of has time to go online and kind of infect the world with its kind of brand of uh, well. Let's say aggressive politics. Uh, so <laughs> sounds like today. <laughs> Pardon me. And um, we then see all the buildings explode. Are Sarah and Kyle not in one of those buildings? Well, they all this is what I mentioned ground, before like the credits. Yeah, you see the vault door kind of like impact inwards, whereas every other part of this building <laughs> gets completely destroyed. Um, and yet they're fine. They're fine, but even if they were, here's the thing: if they're in the bottom of that building. All the buildings, including the building itself, have fallen down on top of the vault or this bunker. So yeah. they're kind of like... <laughs> They'd be crushed under thousands of feet but of even rubble. Even if they weren't crushed, they could open that door and they could be digging for the next 30 years and probably <laughs> not get to the, top, to the surface again because there's a freaking... There's a building on top of them. Scratching ass like a mouse. Well, you could only assume that a rescue team would arrive and go, maybe there are people in the rubble. But unless you can get a signal outside or you start tapping on the door like in the bloody Poseidon adventure, how would anyone actually find you? I know. And also, when you see the um, the well, the well fire kind of going down that corridor and John uh, Kyle's trying to shut the door, that the force would actually help them shut the door. I mean, for 9-11, they were cleaning up for months after the building fell down in its own footprint. Hmm. Conspiracy? Mm. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, finding passports in the debris. The, the, mm. Conspiracy. What, you, are you saying, Ellie, that Ma, Ma, what's his name? Mohammed Atta's paper passport came out of his front pocket as the plane exploded. Yeah. Flew out of the fireball that was hot yeah. enough to melt. Uh, didn't, didn't catch steel, fire. Didn't catch fire and landed conveniently in a place where someone could find it. Yeah. Okay. Coincidence, huh? <laughs> but yeah, people were like, "What if there were people like in some kind of underground uh, oubliette under uh, Ooh, under, yes. under the World Trade Center, and they wouldn't have been found for months?" So how what the what the plan was? I mean, I guess it's their only way to survive. But also, the vault door is uh, like exploded inwards, as we see. Such as the force. Uh, yes. <laughs> Feel the force, Luke. Yeah. Uh, we then see them They're on the other side. They are in there for life. Uh, and then we see Kyle go into ultimate classic creep mode. Um, white knighting it. I've, I've put that down as a note. I said he's starting <laughs> yeah. white knighting it. It's like, she ain't going nowhere. You her have to try this her hard. Father figure, her father figure has died, so now it's time to lynch lynch the, the wench, uh, you could say. And he's just like, he loved you, you know. She's like, yeah, I know. Everyone that loves me dies. I was like, oh, God. Uh, but yeah, you see him, and it's like classic creep mode. It almost reminded me of something on Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> it's just slow. You know what would make this film better if it was the situation playing Carl Reese? Oh that would be amazing. God, that would be insane. I would happily do a podcast all about that guy. <laughs> the situation. I love the situation. He's the most obnoxious, 
dumb, like literally misogynistic piece of shit ever, but he's just brilliant and just lives in this bubble that he's amazing and he's just so funny. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he would have made a, made a great car. What is it like, what is it like with you and dumb men? Honestly. Oh, I don't fancy him at all. I would never get. I would never get with the situation. He's not hot. I'd, Guido's just end off. No, God no. <laughs> T-shirt time. What is it? What is it? Jim uh, Tan Laundry G GTL. <laughs> Love that show. Thank you so much, Ethan. He uh, he downloaded all of them for me. <laughs> uh, by by legal means. Yes, always. <laughs> um. So, do we think that Pops actually loved Sarah? You, you you don't think so, do you? I think it's another one of those situations where it's like, no, no, why you cry, but it's something I can never do. I think he perhaps understands the concept of love, but I don't know. Is what? it his programming? You, it's a bit like Data, isn't it? All the, the entire kind of arc of Data's character from Star Trek is trying to become more human, and that's kind of his story. Uh, I'm not sure if that kind of works the same with the Terminator. Does it eventually <clears throat> learn how to feel? Well, that's what it I alludes don't... to at the end of Terminator 2, doesn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah. Who knows? I think he loves Sarah in his own weird robotic way. Uh, do, yeah, but yeah, do you not? Can you please tell me? Is this the? Is this kind of like the end now? Does John come back? Does Skynet have some kind of like comeback? Because if it doesn't, this is the most anticlimactic, anticlimactic ending ever. Do you not think? Well, you won't remember this, and we're gonna have to skip ahead and ruin the film. Uh, oh please! But halfway through the credits, as is the style with Marvel films, and they kind of were ripping off. Oh, is off there that. a little? Is there like a little egg? There's a little Easter egg, there's a little button to it where kind of like a laser beam comes out of a wrecked kind of like projector and kind of half of Matt Smith's head kind of reappears to let you know <gasps> Skynet's got a back door into the real world and it is actually dead. <laughs> Skynet's back door. Because it's a movie. <laughs> after, so, after having its so back door smashed is... in, Skynet could be back. So the idea is that John's kind of done now but Skynet itself and I guess this weird Matt Smith child weird thing is gonna continue yes but essentially that's, but that's when they thought there was gonna be another film wasn't it yeah well, well maybe, maybe it is maybe that's what James Cameron's gonna pick up back this up this was but. meant to be the kind of the first in a new trilogy and the, the I guess what they were saying is the official sequel to Terminator 3 okay. or dare I say even 2 <laughs> Uh, but he didn't perform as well as they'd hoped at the box office. I think the I think the budget was like 200 million, and it made like 400 worldwide. And I think that wasn't considered a hit. Can I ask a question? What is yeah. Sarah screwing in this little bunker? I think she's just doing a bit of MacGuffin business. She's just like tinkering around with something to kind of keep herself busy. I think this is an <laughs> acting choice, really. I'm not to steady to... her busy hands. Well, unless she's trying to figure out how to unblock the vault door by repairing the switches, but it's like, I don't think it's down to a factor of perhaps, uh, you know, getting the switches to work. I'm sure Spaulder or to... Nichols have noticed something in this clip that we've completely overlooked, even though we're watching it in repeat right now. Uh, we seem to have some misplaced blood on her as well. Do you remember she was meant to have been stabbed right in the shoulder by John? Yeah. There's none like of that. There's, there's absolutely none of that, but there's some weird kind of like ketchup stains. There's kind some of raspberry compote on, yeah. on her jacket. <laughs> Some raspberry jus. By the way, that word is jam or jelly if you're in America. When did the word compote or compote come around? <laughs> compote. Oh my god, Ethan. It's What's it mean? Twat. It's jam, right? It's a posh way of saying jam. No, it's not. What Compot's is it? Diff I think it's different. I don't think it's exactly the same as jam. It's not just like a posh person's like take on it. I think you're getting confused. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. I'm already Googling it. 
compote, my God. You don't even live in Surrey. When jarred, the pulp of the fruit remains in a mixture that is not strained. It is also only semi-firm. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> both these factors separate jam or jelly. Uh, so basically, compote is either a syrup with fruit in it or a puree, and jam is fruit boiled in its own juice uh, until the water is reduced and sticky with sugar added. So there we go. So it is different. It is different. Compote. <laughs> it's compote for fuck's sake. Yeah, one's a syrup and the other one is like boiled down and reduced, essentially. Uh, one thing I do like having uh, seen uh, fried down and reduced, of course, is uh, onions. Because uh, onion chutney or onion jam is rather nice. Can't Thanks, Alan. Yeah, that's a good shit. Um, <laughs> I've got some... Uh, I've got a... Compote, oh, my God. <laughs> what is it? Compote uh, or compote? It's compote. Isn't he a, a character from Last of the Summer Wine? No, right. What have you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fact attack for you. Fact attack! <gasps> uh, this is the first film in the series to be shot both digitally uh, as well as the first to be shot with anamorphic lenses. So it's an anamorphic awesome. lens with a digital stock. Uh, can, you say, can you say it in the voice of Michael Caine, please? Digital. The first film in the series to be shot digitally Ooh. as well <laughs> as the first to be shot with anamorphic lenses not a lot of people know that by the way did you know that michael Cade <laughs> never said not a lot of people know that <laughs> have we got another fact attack we do fact attack tom, tom hardy this is the older michael Cade now tom hardy was considered to play the role of john connor but ended up playing mad max <laughs> Whoa! In Mad Max Fury Road. Also, Sam Worthington played a significant part in the Terminator Salvation series, which only amounted to one film anyway. Both Hardy and Worthington were considered for the role of Mad Max. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy was considered, of course, to play uh, the role of John Connor. I don't know that he actually would have said yes to this role. I don't why think. Are they, why, are they just, why are they trying to beef up John Connor? I don't know, but I don't think Tom Hardy... I think he said he was considered for the role, but ended up playing Mad Max. I think what they're trying to say there, he was considered for the role, but he probably turned it down. Uh, a film that Tom Hardy was actually going to be in uh, was Suicide Squad, and he was going to be in... Oh God, Rick... He was going to play the Ric Flair role, basically. Uh, stop saying, dude, seriously, come on, you're better than this. Uh, <laughs> Ric Flair He's... was the guy that was kind of in charge of the Suicide Squad. The guy that was played, uh, who played Murphy in the Robocop remake. Murphy, yeah. Joel, someone. Murphy. Anyway, uh, Joel. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy kind of had to exit the Suicide Squad and he was replaced by, jo sorry, Joel Kinnaman, who played Murphy in the Robocop remake. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I this would have. I imagine Tom Hardy have been quite good in that. He'd have been better than this guy, but uh, a bit. Well, Tom Hardy and this—they're very kind of, I guess, similar in the ballpark. Just Tom Hardy's obviously a much uh, better actor. Having said yeah. that, Keanu Reeves is a much better actor than this guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there going to be a second John Wick film? Uh, there is, Elliot. It's in the cinema right now. <laughs> is it actually? Yes. <laughs> 
Oh my god! I think John Wick is either opens this weekend or it's next weekend. It opened on the twelfth, I think, in the US, which was this weekend. Oh, I don't see it. So I think John Wick Two actually is out next weekend in the UK, which I think is around February the eighteenth. Uh, should we go and see it next weekend in Birmingham? Uh, we should. I rarely go out to the cinema anymore. I have to get my fingers burnt with Batman v Superman, but uh, I am willing to. Uh, Let's go and see John my, Wick too. Put, Let's hope it's got an amazing soundtrack like the last. It'll film, be a weekend of John's. Uh, yeah, no. Apparently, according oh, to uh, <laughs> the cr- according to the critics, uh, it's better than the first one, and it's like a, an amazing, <gasps> amazing film. But I mean, take that with a pinch of salt because everyone gets frothy over a new film, and then kind of more in wise and heads have a look at it, rub their chin, and go, "Hmm, this could be like a piece people of do shit. over Star Wars." Uh... <laughs> Now I think, well, I think cons- I didn't like The Force Awakens that much and I think Rogue One was a lot better even though it had tons of problems at the start of the film with pacing and nothing was really going on. It was kind of all over the place but it kind of pulled it together and it ended great with uh, obviously Darth Vader I'd go as far to say that you didn't need to see Darth Vader in that film until that bit. Oh no, I completely agree. When he goes to see him in his castle, he's like, what, what's this? This is stupid. Uh, but anyway, Tom Hardy, of course, was uh, probably the, one of the main reasons apart from turning it down. It probably was not a good project. Probably, uh, he went to do, of course, Mad Max: Fury Road. Which bizarrely, did you know that we're trying to make that film since two thousand and four? No, they were going to film what, it in. What are you uh, I, think, I think they were going to film it somewhere in the Middle East, and then, of course, uh, the Gulf War kind of was still breaking out and going on, so they kind of had to put it on the back burner. I think by the time they came around to actually putting it together. Uh, Mel Gibson obviously was having his own troubles because it was going to be Mel Gibson playing Max. I still think he should. I was going to say they so should have just put, made him do it again. Like that, it's only Mel. Yeah, only Mel can be Mad Max because he is mental. Yeah. Well, I think the <laughs> the biggest the issue with the uh, Mad Max Fury Road, I would of course, love was to go on a lunch with Mel Gibson. I think that would be so funny. <laughs> well, Mel Gibson two thousand when he was drunk, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just go for a boozy lunch. <laughs> He'd be there calling his girlfriend a dysfunctional cunt. I think that's the, that's the highlight of the Mel Gibson tapes. He's there, you've got a dysfunctional cunt. <laughs> and blow me! You should just smile and blow me! In order! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, to uh, connect all these three actors together, of course, uh, Sam Worthington played... Uh, God, what's his name? Marcus Wright in Terminator Salvation. And his link also to Cameron is he was also in Avatar, which he's also working on now. Well, well, they were filming Avatar that far back. This was before Terminator Salvation even happened, and James Cameron was one that recommended him for the role of Marcus Wright in Terminator Salvation. Ah. Do you reckon he's going to be in the new Avatar then? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure in what form, though, because at this point, because he's kind of like discarded his human body... Yeah. He'll only be an animated character, but I guess he will. He needs a job, don't we all? I was going to say, come on, Cameron, <laughs> give, give Worthington some work. <laughs> yeah, Worthington and Jai Courtney, as we've said, ad infinitum on this show, are very kind of like strangely intertwined and connected as two actors that kind of like don't really have that movie star magic, but they keep being put into these gigantic projects and the powers that be in Hollywood keep going, come on, come on, Sam Worthington, Jai Courtney. Shine. And people shine. just go, no. <laughs> No, I trust yeah, there's, some, there's something that yeah, like the there's, no, there's no kind of stardom there's no sparkle to them there's nothing that makes you there's no Margot Robbiness to them oh god that no, woman she's no. just ridiculous <laughs> I've got another uh, fact attack for you buddy. fact attack 
All right, wrap it up. Sorry. That's how I forgot about your facts. In the series, Spark. In the series, Spartacus Blood and Sand, <laughs> Jai Courtney's character Varro is a gladiator. In the 1982 film, Conan the Barbarian, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a slave and a gladiator. Wow, that's great. What a great piece of trivia that is. Thanks, IMDb. I think I'm not making these up. If I did the trivia, that'd actually be interesting tidbits because no, I'm I lazy. Said, I might... stole them no, off no. IMDb. That's what I was going to say. You should just make up your own trivia. It'd be way better. <laughs> uh, by the way, because I missed so many cock-ups from this season, I think I'm just going to roll down the cock-ups of IMDb and we're just going to do an entire episode of me telling you stuff about Terminator badly like read off the screen. <laughs> Amazing. We'll have to find lots of sound effects for that episode. We might just have to. We might have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have any more? I don't. Do you have any more? I have nothing. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well let me find oh. out for the listeners because if you listen to this in the future you've probably seen this on blu-ray by now but uh we're gonna find out when john wick 2 comes out here we go oh that's amazing i know i really want to go see that film the soundtrack was awesome to the last one actually is that did you put some of that on my hard drive actually you know what ellie it's out you didn't it's okay. out hang on hang on choose the f- oh, it opens on the 14th of february on valentine's day yeah Hey, honey, let's go see John Wick 2. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go watch a puppy be killed. Actually, no, that was just in the first film. UK release date. Here we go. Right. Crime thriller, 10th of February in the US of A. Okay, so let's have a look at Cineworld. When does it come out? Cineworld! Why did they never tell you the date? This is ridiculous. Film details. Yeah, when's it out? <laughs> All right, Larry. All right, yeah, 17th of February. So it's actually next weekend that it comes out, John Wick 2. Is that a Saturday or a Sunday? I imagine it'll be the Thursday. So Saturday is the 11th, though it's seven days from now. So I guess it's next Friday. Release date, oh. 17th of February. Uh, but yeah, all the reviews oh, say it's yeah, better than the first popped. one. And it's uh, well, great and amazing. So uh, I don't know. We shall see. Is it the same people doing the music? Uh, I don't know. If you're talking about composers or, the, or whoever's selected the actual nightclub music, I don't know. I'm assuming no, you'll no, have no, a scene no, like that. Composer. I don't remember the the uh, the music score from John Wick. Do you not? I don't. I apologise. Oh, do do some homework. Yeah, no, anyway, I, uh, I don't know. I might actually just throw up, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm wow. joking. I'm just, all of a sudden, I've got hiccups, and I'm just very aware of it. Souls. That's okay. Well, listeners, if you actually want to uh, follow along with the clip we're talking about, I should have told you this at the start of the show. I always freaking forget. But uh, you can actually watch the clip ad infinitum on a repeat as we talk about it. We've kind of ignored it this time, but uh, we got lots done. We've learned about Jam and when John Wick 2 is coming out. And what more can you ask for? That's why we're here. Exactly. And uh, you've got to listen to Ethan called Compot Compote if at least three U- times. If you go to the YouTube channel Two Minute Terminator... Uh, on YouTube of course you can actually watch all the clips we discuss as there's a video version of this show if you want to uh, kindly do us a favour and leave us a lovely iTunes review and a star review uh, please do that and if you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter please do that I think my Facebook page or the 2 Minute Terminator page rather has the best collection of uh, behind the scenes Terminator stills of the toys, the actors, the, the makeup Linda Hamilton's twin sister any kind of weird trivia associated with Terminator will be there Ellie Anything else? Yes. Uh, hasta la vista. Oh, God. She wants to wrap it up quick. 
yes, we'll be back tomorrow. Hasta la vista, baby. Jeez.